0: Down to Football, with Sean McDonald, Colin Sommer,
1: and Nick Palumba. Brought to you by WHIP. What's
0: up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Down to Football. I got my boys Nick and Sean here. We got a great show coming ahead. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, we have our typical uh, recap of the week. We also have our fantasy analysis. You know the drill. Fantasy must star must-bench, boomer bust, locked in, upset picks. But today, we're going to be talking about players instead of teams a little bit more so. Today. Um, yep, today. Uh, <laughs> we're going to do some player awards prediction. And But th- what we're going to do is we're going to take the top two leading go-getters for possibly MVP, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. We're all going to pick one of those categories. And when we pick that category, we're going to take two people who are leading the votes as of right now who are suspected to get one of those awards, but we're going to compare and contra- contrast, like, the two best people. So, it's really exciting. It's it's a new segment for us, so we're going to try our best to elaborate, but we're going to give you as much detail as possible, and I really, really hope you guys enjoy. To kick it off. To kick it off. That's a nice little pun right there. Oh,
1: no, it's not punny. <laughs> it's not funny at
0: all. Uh, first game, kind of a weird one. The Cardinals beating the Packers by three.
1: Who expected that, man?
0: I don't think anyone expected it. Uh, technically speaking, Mason Crosby missed another crucial field goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did against the Vikings, too. That's why they have a tie on their record. Choke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is not getting it done. I've been saying this week to week. No. When is somebody going to agree with me? I mean, yeah,
1: i agree with you on that one. But at the same time, it's a lot of coaching, I think.
0: It, it is. They fired Mike McCarthy, so that that's, you know, getting ahead of what they need to do. Yeah. I, I'm not so sure that they'll, whole ha- they'll have a, like a whole staff clearing. But it, it's certainly a step towards their future. I mm-hmm. think, for me, I was reading this thing the other day and it was talking about some of the top talents that are wasted on good, like that are just wasted on bad teams. And like Adele's on this list, and maybe it's just me, but I really feel like Aaron Rodgers should have been on that list because for sure I th- I see the Packers as going down more than they're going up. Yeah, yeah, they're they're sinking quick. They're four, seven, and one. I think they've hit the point where they're not making playoffs. The best record they could possibly get at this point is, I believe, 8-7-1. and one. Yeah, Yes. Yeah. And now I find it ironic because at the beginning of the season, um, the first person to actually talk to Josh Rosen, the quarterback of the Cardinals, um, and really relate their playing skills to Josh Rosen was Aaron Rodgers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, both went to California schools, uh, Rosen, UCLA. Uh, Aaron Rodgers went to Cal. And Aaron Rodgers specifically said, like, his calmness, you know, being able to move around in the pocket, having that good uh, vision downfield. He, he just replicates his same planks out after Rodgers. Um, so I thought it was a little ironic how Rosen has this not-so-great team. The Cardinals, they're banged up. They don't really have a lot of talent. And they beat Aaron Rodgers, and we all know what Aaron Rodgers can do. So I, I don't know. I just found it slightly ironic.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's fairly ironic. I mean, Josh Rosen didn't really do anything that game. I mean, it was you like
0: he didn't do much, but technically the quarterback gets the win. It, it's yeah, weird how it works, but
2: but the guy who did get the win, Chase Edmonds, two touchdowns, and you know where he's from, Bloomfield, New Jersey. That's right by. Really? me. that's the town right next to me. So that's cool, pretty cool. You. Yeah. All right. With Jersey. Yeah. What Chase
0: Edmonds. Um. Yeah, I saw that. So that does. We'll get into that a little bit later. But that does definitely hurt. Um. David Johnson's value because I think they're accepting that they've hit a very low point in the season. They're obviously not going to go anywhere in the playoffs. Th- the Cardinals, of course. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of just testing, uh, feeling for new players. And I think they gave Chase Edmonds a, a decent amount of touches. And he made the most of them. He had two touchdowns. He vultured those from David Johnson. So, like I said, that does hurt his fantasy value. But could this possibly mean they're testing other players out so they can move David Johnson in the future? Because he is a free agent this off offseason. So, and I... Don't think Arizona's gonna re sign him.
2: Uh no, I wouldn't be surprised if that if they don't sign him, I don't necessarily agree with it. Um I he's he's been one of your best players, I mean, outside of Larry Fitzgerald the, the past recent years.
0: And Patrick Peterson.
2: And, and Patrick Peterson, but uh, more so on the offense, you yeah, know. No, um I get you. Yeah. I mean you could say like Christian Kirk is, you know, it, yeah, he's, he's got the build he broke for his it. Foot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but it might have been his ankle. I'm not really sure. I know he's on IR. It's, it's something, a shame it's something down there. I saw, Ro- as of lately, I've seen uh, the Rosen-Kirk chemistry come together a little bit. Um, not necessarily blow-up games, but it's a start. Um, I like Christian Kirk. I like this chemistry they're developing. It's good. It's definitely good for the future. But, yeah, um, so that's really it for that game. Unless yeah. you guys want to add anything. Uh,
2: unfortunately, my uh, locked-in pick of the week last week. Well, you're upset. Oh, no, yeah, that was, was my locked, locked in. No, <laughs> that was my locked in, yeah. Oh, I'm um, so sorry. Very unlucky week for me. <sighs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, Um
2: right. Yeah, the impossible happens when I pick mm-hmm. things. So. So, yeah, I You'll, get it. Smite you. You'll Th- get it. This You'll week's get it. a new week. You'll this week's get a new week.
0: <laughs> You'll get it one day. Next game, not too much going on here. Uh, we got the Patriots-Vikings. It really was not a spectacular game. Nothing amazing going on. All I can really say is I see Seattle pulling ahead of this the Vikings as the number one wild card spot. It's still really a toss-up for the second one, but this Seahawks team is, like, going for it. Meanwhile, Minnesota is regressing a lot, and I'm not really sure why, considering all the talent they have. What do you guys think?
1: Have they, they haven't had any big injuries, have they, really? Nothing the
0: They ever seen Griffin was out for a while. Yeah. And he's a really good defensive end, but he's mm-hmm. back now.
1: Yeah, but their offense has just been, like, you would think...
0: Stagnant. Yeah. It's, it's getting it's yards, not, but it's, they're not scoring.
1: It's kind of I don't know what's going on over there. Maybe they're just having really bad internal problems. I mean, if they want a chance in the playoffs, they gotta you know they gotta win their games. This um, all the uh, next couple weeks. And they,
0: they play Seattle next. That's a huge so game. That's mm-hmm. that might be one of the biggest games of the week. Yeah. This is what's gonna separate playoff team from a non-playoff team. Um, do I think the Vikings could come out with a win? Sure, but what I'd be shocked they didn't. No, they—they're not playing like a playoff team, and that—that's what's concerning.
2: Yeah, and Seattle's on fire, and that—that game, yes. that game is in Seattle, and that's an awful place, place to play, to play it. To play mm-hmm. at. So it should be an interesting game. Definitely one of the, like the best games of the year, probably in terms of like situation. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's um, pretty Adam interesting. Thielen,
0: he had a touchdown, but he only had 28 yards, so he was kind of invisible the whole game. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know lately Stephon Diggs—he's kind of been having some lingering injuries very minor injuries but it's happening so consistently so i'm not really sure what's going on with him but one thing that is good is that dalvin cook is starting to get some more touches but he's making the most of them like last week he had i think he only had nine rushing attempts but he had a solid amount of yards so uh, bringing the running game back that's going to be good because it keeps them from being a one-dimensional team uh we know their passing attack is it, it can be very dangerous you got kyle rudolph at tight end And you have two great receivers in Dillon and Diggs, possibly the best duo in the league outside of maybe Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. But, yeah, the threats are there. The defense is there. Not really sure why it's not all coming together, but uh, this Seattle-Minnesota game, this is really, really important for Minnesota because if they want to stay trying to get a playoff spot, they need to win this game.
2: And touching back on the game, probably, like, the only exciting thing about this New England-Minnesota game is that Belichick Got his 250th win, the okay. Patriots, and then Brady tied Manning in touchdown passes, I think, for the career, career-wise. I, I, th- I think it's
0: total it? touchdowns including playoffs. I'm pretty sure. Including playoffs. Yeah. Because oh, okay. I think Manning and Breeze are still ahead of him in regular season touchdowns, but Brady obviously makes oh, the playoffs yeah, all the time. Oh yeah, all the time. He's ahead of. Is he now tied with Manning? Or it says tied. Yeah. Okay, so now he's tied with Manning, but certainly gonna break According that to record. According to ESPN. Last game. Little controversial. We had the Chargers and Steelers. So
1: that was a terrible officiated game.
0: Very horrible. We had there were two touchdowns this game, that should not have happened. Okay, there was a m- Now, am I the type of person to judge how a ref should ref? No, because I'm not. I'm not a professional. But when you miss a very, very obvious blocking the back hole on a punt return, that's crucial because one block in the back can easily make it so much easier to score a touchdown. Desmond King literally, he had a straightaway route, just ran to the outside, and he was gone. It it wasn't difficult for him. And then another play, it was around a 45-yard touchdown. It was a touchdown to Travis Benjamin on a um, passing play. Offensive lineman jumped real quick. It was a false start by all means, and it wasn't called. And it left all the players on the field questioning why it wasn't called, but the play continued. So Travis Benjamin proceeded to run away from the corner and scored a touchdown. So, I've seen it once this year where there's been a non-fall start called, and that ref was fired very quickly after that. So, do I know if this ref's going to get fired? I don't know. I'm not the person to say that he will or not. But, do I think the officiating should have been better? Yeah. This game probably should have been a Steelers win.
1: I think this whole season has been a plague of bad officiating. Not just, like, missed calls, but... I mean, still, we don't know what a catch is, man. Like, how do we – if your hand's around the ball, that's a catch, in my opinion. But, no, you got to do a football move. What the heck is a football move? What is that? Like, I don't know. Well, well,
0: here's What's the considered thing. a football
1: move? Because then, like, if you hit someone in the head, that's not a football move. Three, that's a penalty. It's
0: three steps or a turn. That's, that's the rule. And that makes sense because if you catch the ball for about .5 seconds and you get a hit out of you, that does not that's not a catch. You're not securing the ball. Mm-hmm. Do I think – I think the way they have the rule now compared to last year, was it's, a significant It's increase. better. The, the, there hasn't really been problems with the catch rule this year. Mm-hmm.
1: It's mostly roughing the passer, though, also. It's been,
0: the roughing the passer has been the biggest question mark on officiating this year.
1: There have been numerous games. Even, like, even as a fan, um, I'll talk about the... Michael I mean, Bennett. Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett had, I mean, he had a couple. But then also on the other side of the ball, when we, the other teams we played, the Eagles played, I mean... Um, there was a couple uh, hits on Carson Wentz that they said it was a late hit, a roughing the passer, and it wasn't anything, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, yeah, you know, you'll take the penalty and everything like that. That's with every team, but at the same time, it's like, is the league getting soft with this officiating, and do we know the credibility of these uh, officials? So it's one of those things that I think this yeah. the NFL has an internal problem with these refs.
0: It's definitely concerning considering the Chargers did come out with the win mm-hmm. um, when they probably shouldn't have. Uh, now I will. It's very obvious to me that the Chargers played very good football. The offense was good all night. Defense did enough to stop the Steelers from scoring more than they did. Uh, the Steelers proceeded to do very well too, but two very key blown calls that really costed the Steelers the game. Um, I, like I said, I won't deny the fact that the Chargers didn't play or played good football. It's very true. They're a very good team. They continue to succeed, but it's just officiating needs to become tighter because this is a very major concern. Um, so, yeah, but um, we had a lot of players do good in this game. I know Keenan Allen, he, he's he been very – he's been consistent, but he hasn't had blow-up stats all season. So he had a great game. He had 10 – no, he had 12 receptions for 148 yards. Four, and 14. 14, Four catches? Yeah. 14, 14 catches? 14 catches. for 148 yards, yeah. a touchdown, and he also added a two-point conversion. So that was a very good game by him. Um, Phil Rivers continued to have a good week. Um, he's thrown two touchdowns in every contest this week, or not this week, um, this entire season. So mildly underrated in the MVP conversation. Just want to point that out there. He's also racking up yards. Um, and he has a 9-3 record. So he's also having a great season. On the opposite side of the football uh, Antonio Brown, he had 10 catches for 158 yeah. yards on the touchdown. He had a great week. Um, I'm not really sure how Juju Smith-Schuster did. I think he played a good role in the game, but he didn't have a ton of yards.
2: Yeah, 49.
0: 49 yards, he didn't have a great game. I know James Conner, the man. What happened? Uh,
1: he's out. Sean, your fantasy uh,
0: player, he's out. He you did.
2: know, he did He did pretty good. I mean, 60 yards, two touchdowns, but he's out now. I, I don't know too much about what's going on i just know that he's not playing against oakland and it's the that start of fantasy playoffs, fantasy playoffs. A it's a very up. very bad time for that yeah um I easily could have got like 20 30 points that, yeah, that game really yeah could've.
0: yeah so this game very controversial they'll definitely i think the nfl will definitely take a look at it because it's unacceptable what happened um but moving on fantasy analysis got i love it sean the quarterbacks.
2: All right. Well, uh, starting off with quarterbacks, I'm gonna go back. I, I mentioned him earlier um, when we started the show, um, maybe a few weeks back. Um, Nick Mullins. I'm back with Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a blowout game. Um, I think San Fran lost like what was it, like 33-3 or something like that. Blowout. Uh, not. uh no, not 33. What was 43, it? 43, 16, 16, what? Early,
0: 16,
2: 16. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 40- it was 43-16. 43-16. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I said three. Otherwise, I wouldn't have him up here. <laughs> so, yeah, despite that blowout loss, um, Nick Mullins actually had a very, very good game. Uh, the youngster threw for 414 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, mind you, he did throw an interception, but um, he, he completed 62% of his passes, which is not too shabby for a backup.
0: Now, the only problem with that interception, it wasn't actually a pick six. Mm-hmm. Just want to point that.
2: And then he got a 95.3 QBR. So, I mean, Nick Mullins, solid solid day against Seattle, you know. Include him because, you know, not too many people talk about Nick Mullins at all. No one knew who he was.
1: No one knew who he was for such a long time. I'm I'm the voice of Nick Mullins. You're the voice of Nick Mullins.
2: And then wrapping that up, uh, so with Derek Carr, I got him against KC, talking about him. Been been very quiet this year. Uh, So he probably had the best game of his season uh, against KC. This past weekend um, he almost had his team probably completely like the biggest upset of the year um, but ultimately could not um, they lost 33 40 in Oakland he threw 76.3 completion percentage 285 yards three touchdowns um, mind you he did have a fumble with that but he was certainly like one of the few bright spots you know this whole season in that game so yeah I mean leading a really bad what are they two and eleven or something like that now two I know they have two wins two and ten yeah, so I mean, he's—it's a very good game for his resume, especially <laughs> with, um, yeah, especially with rumors looming that he might not stick around in Oakland after the season.
1: Is he a free agent, by the way, or no? No, he's not a no, no but for a trade. No. A but, no, Lumber- Lumber-train. Lumber-train. <laughs>
2: no yeah.
1: yeah. All right. Fourth, first-round picks, please, for <laughs> Derek not, Carr. <laughs> so,
0: running backs. That would be me. I have uh, Tariq Cohen. Um, he's been. A consistent start of the season maybe not necessarily in your one two slots but maybe a flex um, hasn't been all too consistent but this week he definitely blew up more so in the passing game than the uh, running game uh, he only had 30 yards on the ground but he did have a team high target share of 14 targets and he reeled in 12 of those uh, for 156 yards that's pretty good for a running back and to add he also had a one-yard passing touchdown. This is very interesting, but points are points in fantasy, and we'll take them however we get them. Um, also, Justin Jackson—he is the backup's backup uh, for uh, San, D- San Diego. Wow, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, he had eight rushing attempts for his 63 yards. He also had a one one rushing touchdown and a reception for 19 yards. Um, he didn't have the greatest fantasy week, but with Melvin Gordon's injury. Um, yeah. You might want to pick him up. Uh, Melvin Gordon's injury is kind of questionable. We don't know if he's going to play this week or not. But certainly try to pick this guy up. He's definitely in bench stash for the rest of the season. Uh, if Melvin Gordon were to get injured in any fashion, um, I personally don't think Austin Eckler would be the star. He's not really doing anything to uh, blow up his stash. But Justin Jackson, he definitely stole the show in uh, Pittsburgh. So if you can pick him up, if he's still out there on the waiver wire, definitely do so. Uh, moving on, Nick, wide receivers.
1: Okay, for wide receivers, um big standout was Keenan Allen. I mean, the guy 14 and 9, we already talked about him, 148 yards, two touch or er, one touchdown and then a two-point conversion. Guy just really helped uh the Chargers win this week. I think he was just pretty much a key receiver for them pretty much. I mean, I mean the whole whole season he's been like like you said average, but uh last week he really just had a really standout week with uh Philip Rivers throwing to him. Next guy is um Dante Paytas.
0: Dante Pettis.
1: Pettis. Pettis, Pettis. I don't know much about him, I'll be honest. I mean, he was five for seven catches, 129 yards, and two touchdowns.
0: So he was actually, if I'm not mistaken, um, he was part of the draft this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was definitely a top prospect. Uh, he He's very, very good in the return game. Um, that's one of the big reasons why um, San Francisco drafted him, but he's also very threatening as a receiver. Um, I think... The numbers he put up this week it's definitely above expectations but could he replicate you know at least half of his numbers maybe 65 yards and a touchdown n- later in his career yeah don't forget he does have jimmy garoppolo as quarterback he's just got to get back on the field after his acl injury dante Pettis has a lot of potential
1: i think like i mean i do think yeah he has a lot what round did he go in by the way What uh, round?
0: i'm not really 100 percent sure what round he went in but i know it was a highly
1: talented It was roster. a high one? All right. But, uh, I mean, he had a great game against Tampa Bay in Week 12, four receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown. So he still put out, like, decent points, nothing amazing, but this week he just went off out of nowhere.
0: Second round, Sean. He Thank went you. second
1: round? Yeah,
2: he went in the second round.
0: Okay,
1: yeah. So, I mean, they're getting – I mean, it makes sense that, you know, he's a young guy, put him out there on special teams, give him a little experience, but now that, you know, he needs to – go out there and uh, step up as a receiver. I think he uh, did a really good week this week, and got, he's got the whole league looking at him now. So uh, let's see how he performs against Denver.
0: Yeah, good week for him. Good week for him. So we have our fantasy must-start, must-bench, and boomer bust. I love doing this segment. Um, I'm actually going to ask Nick to continue.
1: Okay. So uh, my start uh, for this week is Antonio Brown. Um, Antonio Brown has been pretty consistent throughout the year a couple games here and there he spiked up and had pretty good uh, numbers last week very good numbers against Chargers he's playing Oakland this week whose defense has been very lackluster so I really think he's gonna be a good pickup um, if you can get a hold of him I mean he's a very you know talented vers- for my bench I have I have two bench uh, I have uh, Robert Woods and Brandon cooks both wide receivers for the Los Angeles Rams the reason I have both of them is because they are playing the Bears, whose defense has been nothing but dominant this year. And I really think if the Rams, you know, I mean, if they do have Mitchell Trubisky this week, I think they'll definitely, the uh, Bears will do better on offense, but their defense has just been highly touted. They had a, uh, not that great of a game last week, but they've just been pretty consistent throughout the week. So if they're going to really have been, they're going to really struggle, I feel, this week. I mean, they didn't have great weeks uh, last week, and um, they've been I don't know. Robert Woods has just been mediocre. Nothing really too big there. A couple, one or two standout games. Um, who is it? Cooks has. He's been kind of uh, consistent, but uh, he's dipped in a couple places as well. So it's one of those things that these guys have been a little back and forth, but I really think you should drop him in this um, next week. Also, I do want to say that my picks for last week for running back came true. Uh, Cohen was number one, like points wise, and uh, Sony Michelle did not do well. So, trust me on these. Good job, Nick. <laughs> Your boomer bust. Oh, yeah, my boomer bust. I forgot about that one. Um, my boomer bust is uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, very talented guy, but um, who are they playing? They're playing Indianapolis, who the defense has been eh, average, they're nothing really special but I think it may be coming off a pretty bad loss, maybe the Colts will rally. Um, It depends if the Texans get complacent, you know. Yeah, they've been winning, but um, you know, we've seen a lot of teams fall off at the last second to teams that you wouldn't expect them to. I mean, we saw this week with the Saints and Cowboys. I mean, everyone, I think, going into that game was positive the Saints were gonna go in there and clean the Cowboys' clock. That didn't happen. I mean, the Cowboys just came to play, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So um, I think we'll have to wait and see um, with DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe, you know, again, boom or bust. Maybe he'll do great. Maybe he'll uh, he'll underperform. But we'll have to see.
0: All right. Uh, For running backs, got some interesting choices here. Uh, Interesting. Down Cook against Seattle. It's actually in Seattle. Um, Why is he my most start? Because I like the attention he's getting now. Um, I think defenses are so focused on the passing attack of Minnesota and maybe that's a key to why they're not doing great. Uh why Minnesota's not doing great. But their passing attack can easily help this run game out. Like I said before, it makes it a more two dimensional offense. So if you can, you know, running here and there and then throw, running here and there and then throw. You. Or RPO. I don't really know how Kirk Cousins works, but if you throw that RPO in there, that's really good. But Diamond Cook, it's even though he didn't get a ton of touches last game, he made the most of them. He was averaging great yards. That's what we like out of running backs. Um, so I definitely could, if they feed him a little more in this game, I could definitely see a blow-up spot. I know Seattle's the middle of the pack when it comes to the run game, but uh, I do like Dalvin Cook in this situation. Um, I know it is the first week of playoffs, but he he's more of like a flex RB2 start. Uh, but take a chance on him. He could definitely blow up this week. Um, He also always has goal line potential, so watch out for that, too. And he's great. I cannot stress it enough, people undervalue him in the um, passing game as well when he comes out of the backfield. He makes people miss all over. So definitely take a chance with this guy, I promise you. Uh, But must bench Marlon Mack. Now, he's a very, very good running back. He's had great weeks. But as of lately, um, they've been using Naeem Hines more, and they've also been using Jordan Wilkins more in Indianapolis. So the backfield has been kind of crowded as of lately. Each person has a different aspect to them. So Marlon Mack, he's a very downhill runner. Uh, Jordan Wilkins, he's more of a pass catcher. And Hines is an outside runner. Uh, so it really depends on situational ball, like base, baseball, football. Um, it really just depends on what's going on in the game. So we'll see how that plays out. But I would not trust him this week. The Texans have a very stout run defense. Um, yeah, I just don't see him being a must start this week. Definitely a must bench. Uh, Boomer Bust. And I only say this because the rest of the offense is not very good. It, it's Joe Mixon. Um, hmm. The Chargers, are they're kind of average against the run. Joe Mixon's very talented, but with Driscoll playing quarterback and Andy Nall not being there, and you also have A.J. Green that's also out for the rest of the season. He had a toe injury. Uh, he just got surgery for it. Uh, Joe Mixon's about the only bright spot to this offense left. Yeah, they're,
2: they're for sure going to run the ball a ton.
0: Yeah, they they have no so other way to win, right? Yeah. Uh, they really shouldn't have expe- expectations going in this game to win, but uh, he could easily boom mainly from the fact of a heavy workload and he could just rack up yards here and there. Uh, you know, If he gets 25 carries and he gets 4 yards per carry, that's 100 yards and he can always throw in a touchdown there. So that's a very solid fantasy that you never know what he could do um, in the passing game. But he could easily bust because the Chargers defense tends to do uh, very well sometimes. They have a very solid defense. Um, and if they realize that Joe Mixon is the only aspect to this offense, they could easily key on him. Uh, that one-dimensional look will become zero-dimensional. They got no passing game, then they won't have a run game, and he could easily bust. So Joe Mixon, Boomer, bust, must bench Marlon back must start down from Cook. Sean.
2: All right, so uh, I'm going to be talking about some quarterbacks you might have in your team. Um, it, we're approaching fantasy playoffs, and if you're like my league, it's starting this week. You might have Russell Wilson like most people uh most leagues obviously have Russell Wilson but you might have Russell Wilson yourself uh they're playing the Vikings um Wilson's been red hot past few games past five games he's thrown 13 touchdowns only one interception and that was against a really talented Chargers um pass defense uh he's never completed lower than 65 percent of his passes he's coming off a uh, Four-touchdown game against the 49ers, uh, and they're they're red hot. They're um, on a three-game win streak now, and then they come up, and now they're protecting their house against the Vikings in a very important, probably game-deciding um, wild card matchup. So um, he'll for sure look to uh, take Seattle, um, secure the Seahawks' wild card spot, um, and I don't I don't see him slowing down against the Vikings. Um, the Vikings defense been good but uh not as good as they were last year for sure um so yeah sit I have Carson Wentz against the Cowboys um I'm sorry come Nick come
1: on it was vintage Carson Wentz last game man you heard the <sighs> announcers vintage Carson Wentz but let me tell
0: you something real quick Drew Brees <laughs> went into Dallas and got absolutely denied oh no
2: yeah.
0: Dal- Dallas is. I think it's gonna be even worse for Carson Wentz not seeing Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback but the Eagles' offensive line is much worse than the oh Saints'. God, so, bad. so Carson Wentz is going to get hit le- hit left and right. Yeah. Uh, I, as an Eagles fan, I'd be more concerned about injury, not so fantasy. Yeah, you got to really be careful with Carson Wentz this game. Yeah, um, he's
2: fragile. He is fragile, and he's going up. He's going up a very against a very, very, very good Cowboys defense. Probably overlooked a little bit this year. And oh, I just got something that Kelvin Benjamin just got released by the Bills. That's fun.
0: And Surprising because I, actually, I don't even know why it's surprising. Um, the update said surprising, but I don't find it that surprising. Yeah, Kelvin that's, Benjamin, he's he been done, he hasn't really done much. Uh, no. I know every if I'm not mistaken, every time he's coming into a new season, he's overweight.
2: Yeah, that, that was a bit of a problem when he was on the Panthers. Yeah, he's he's, he's, get... he's a big boy. Um, hey, hey, br- bring him back to Carolina. We need something. Uh, anyway, yeah, so he's playing. He's uh, returning from a gruesome injury last season. He hasn't been himself too too much this year. Uh, he's only thrown five touchdowns and five interceptions um, I think the past five games. Um, and the Eagles are going Jerry World, played for their chance to catch up um, to the Cowboys and tie for uh, first in the East. Um, obviously, Dallas is a very tough place to play. Uh, Wentz had a very decent game against Dallas earlier this year, but Dallas is coming off a humongous win against the Saints and a team that the Eagles got... You know, absolutely annihilated by, and then you know, Cowboys' surging defense arguably top five, even top three right now. If you if you really want to get um, shaky up there, and a very shaky performance by Wentz. I I just don't trust him, especially with fantasy playoffs. If you have a better option, which I'm sure you might, um, definitely plug them in instead of Wentz. Um, but it, it is a very important game. I understand, but their his opponent's tough. Um, Boomer. They,
1: meet, they beat they Mar- beat Sanchez though. That's the biggest wing of all. <laughs> Is that not? <laughs>
2: They finally got two straight wins against Mark Sanchez, who got a reverse butt fumble um, this week. He's really funny, the legend's return. Actually, actually uh, some people are saying that it actually reversed the curse because it was a reverse re- he fumble.
1: Recovered butt, he recovered the He recovered a fumble with his So the curse
2: time. might be broken. Well, let's not forget and about the Redskins Marshall are going to go to the and Super Bowl man. now.
0: Immaculate butt last year. Oh, yeah. Well, that
2: well, yeah. That's true.
1: we got to stop talking about butts on this show. Yeah. Um. Um,
2: anyway, <laughs> boom or bust or boomer, butt. Uh, Terrible. <laughs> 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 <How's that? laughs> yeah, no, oh, that was no. not good. Uh, Andrew Luck against the Texans. Uh, Andrew has been phenomenal this season. I don't think we can deny that. He's been the Colts just about. Um, he's clearly the reason why they're relevant this season. He's scored three or more touchdowns in just about every single game since week four, and that was against um, the Texans, actually, where he started that, um, where he got 464 yards four touchdowns. Um, the streak ended this past week in a very atrocious Colts-Jags game. I don't even know what happened. I feel very bad for people who wasted money to that, go to that game. Um, he now plays a rock-solid Houston defense, who he tore up earlier this season. Mind you, they did lose that game, um, and that did start Houston's nine-game win streak. Um, but, uh, thinking about um this past game he did pretty bad in um but also taking into account how he's, well he's done and the fact that he's playing a really good houston defense you know jj watts having an outstanding year Clowney's having a good year um tyron matthew beast um you know he's going up pretty um different defense than what he played earlier this uh, year um so um just be a bit risky uh i know i'm benching him over breeze this week but uh if you don't have breeze like me definitely put him in um but, uh, yeah, that's, so that's my boomer bust. All
0: right, Sean, thank you. Uh, actually, you're going to continue. Uh, I want to hear your locked-in upset picks, if you don't
2: mind. Yeah, so um, my locked-in is actually the Giants over the Redskins. It's okay. interesting. Uh, I know it's a rivalry game. East is always close. Every It doesn't matter the situation normally. It's, it's always close. Um, but um, Mark Sanchez is playing. John Gruden said that, you know, going into that game, they really didn't have many plays for Sanchez. Uh, virtually non-existent against the Eagles. Uh, I think, what are they? They got, like, what, like only 30 yards the second half? It was, it was like, something, like, s- ridiculously low. It was, it was crazy. Um, so they're on the third-string quarterback. Um, the Giants just beat the Bears. Um, you, you know Odell and Saquon are going to want to come into this game, you know, like, uh, hyped. Um, so I, I just I don't see that I don't think the Redskins are may, they might not even win another game this year mm-hmm. um, given their, their current situation um, so I, I would just say Giants after a huge win against the Bears um, I don't see them losing to the Redskins against Mark San, you know with Mark Sanchez so that's my locked in uh, upset I'm riding high on the Colts they just played an awful game against Jaguars um, but I, I feel like this is a trap game for the Texans mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's a pretty big game in their division. Um, Texans win, they're going to run away with the division. Colts win, they're still alive. Um, but the Colts definitely need this win if they want to get a you know, somehow get a wild card spot. Um, it's still possible for them. I- I'm not going to give up on the Colts. I, I think it's going to be a really big game for the two. And so yeah, that's my upset pick. Uh, I think Andrew Luck's going to come in there and hopefully do pretty good. Um, I don't. I I just I don't see this game being a clear one for the Texans.
0: All right. Good good picks. Uh,
1: Nick? Okay, so for my locked-in, I got the Chargers being the Bengals. Bang- I remember when the Bengals, we thought they had a chance in the game of the season. Yeah, like I think I said season. that. I think we were all like, oh, yeah, no, the Bengals are looking, right? looking pretty good this year. Nope, nope, they're going to be the same old Bengals and just lose so many games. But, like, the Chargers, you know, they've just been consistent throughout the season. We've seen last game was really close. I mean, we talked about the bad officiating, but other than that, I mean, both. Like we said, both teams had very good games um, for quarterback-wise and receiving-wise. So it's one of those things that uh, the Chargers have just been very good this whole year. Um, however, my upset is um, the Ravens over the Chiefs. Now, last week we had a segment where we talked about which second-place team do we think can come in and uh, get a uh, win a d- the division. I have the Ravens. And with that, uh, Pittsburgh yes, loss and Nick. the Ravens win. <laughs> you tell them, Nick. I'll tell them. The Ravens, I think... Have a very good chance of going to the playoffs, being you know beating out the Steelers this year. Now it is the Chiefs who have been dominant, but their defense is very lacking. So if we get um, Lamar Jackson, I mean he, he can just tear up the field on that defense. I feel so it really is going to rest heavy on the Ravens' defense. I feel against the Chiefs, who has been very um, up and down the whole season is a good way to say it because they've just you uh, all over the place. And when you're going against Patrick Mahomes, who had a great game last week also, four touchdowns, uh, he was, he just went off again, so um, they, there is a chance I think that the Ravens can come out and beat the Chiefs, and if they do, biggest upset of the year, I feel.
2: Yeah, something to touch up with that, um, Lamar Jackson is 3-0 and starting as quarterback for the Ravens, with Joe Flacco, before that, 0-3, just want to point that out. The schedule is a bit different in terms of those wins and losses um, but in the NFL, wins are wins, losses are losses, does not matter. <laughs> um, and um, I, I, Lamar Jackson, he's not the greatest, even when he was in college, he wasn't the greatest thrower. Um, but his mobility is what makes him so so special. Honestly, if he can just figure out a way to just throw the ball much better, he he's versatile. And he, he uh, I think he scored another rushing touchdown. Um, Tons and tons yeah. of rushing yards. I think he had like yeah. He had, he had 17 at rushing attempts, which is like that's ridiculous. A lot. And a actually, oh yeah. My gosh. And, that's he had 27. Yeah. That's 26, but 119 yards. That's ridiculous. Well, I mean,
0: for talking about running quarterbacks. Let me just point out that last week, Josh Allen had nine attempts for
1: 135 yards. Yeah, He's that very too. Mobile. Yeah. They, I think the mobile quarterback is really going to come um, into form in these next couple of seasons with these young players who have just been able to move in the pocket very well. Now, again, it comes down to can they throw. And I think in because they are so young, in the offseason, these teams will find good quarterback coaches to help them out because that's what they need to focus on. Yeah,
2: right. and, and then the Kansas City defense has been giving up tons and tons of points. So, I mean, like, if you're if you're the Ravens, you know, you got a great, fantastic defense, probably one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best. Um, and so it, you keep you keep uh, Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City without Kareem Hunt now in check, um, and you just get enough offense. You you might be able to pull in the win. It's definitely possible. Um, it's a bit of a stretch given you know the the Chiefs are the Chiefs. The friends are still the Ravens. Um, but I, I definitely like this pick. I think Lamar Jackson is a bit underrated still. Um, definitely would like to see him. Play a little bit better in terms of passing, but like you cannot deny his running ability, it is fantastic.
0: Yeah, uh, no, I definitely agree with this pick. It was just, personally, I kind of think it was bold, but I really dangerous. like it. I, no, I really, really like it. Always I thought it was feeling, great. feeling a little
2: dangerous today. I, I really,
0: do. no, I trust <laughs> me, I really thought it was a great pick. Thank you. Um, okay, so my locked in picks this week, um, my locked in pick, uh, sorry, Sean, but it's actually Houston against uh, Indianapolis. Of now, course. I'm a really big fan of Houston. Uh, well, I'm not an actual fan. I'm obviously a Saints fan. But uh, Houston's been locking it down this season. They haven't really gotten let let a lot get by them. Uh, this offense, it, it's very lethal. DeAndre Hopkins remains one of the best wide receivers in the league. Uh, Lamar Miller's efficiency is rising on a weekly basis. He's churning out yards after yards after yards. He's got a couple hundred-yard games in the past few weeks. Um yeah so he's doing really really good uh Tamarius Thomas has been a solid addition he had two touchdowns uh, against I believe it was Tennessee um so yeah he's doing really good as well uh, this Texans team is very good and I'm not saying that the Colts aren't a good team, but there's a uh, to me there's a clear difference between the two I think the Texans are on a tier above them. Do I think the Colts could pull out an upset yes, but the likelihood is very low uh the Colts showed what they're what they aren't capable of against the Jaguars. Jaguars' defense really did come to play, uh, but the Colts' offense also maybe just didn't have a great day. But I just see this this Houston defense, it's coming together. J.J. Watt's healthy, like Sean said. Jadeveon Clowney's racking up a good year. Uh, This this defense, it's been a very key aspect. Everyone is so on this offense about how good they are, but this defense has been mildly underrated. Uh, So keep them in mind. Uh, this is gonna be it's gonna be a good game, but I see the Texans pulling out this win for sure. My upset and also as a Saints fan, I really hope the Bears upset the Rams. I'm tired of hearing the Rams win. Uh, but I will say this upset will only happen if Mitch Trubisky plays. If Chase Daniels playing, this is an absolute easy win. For the Rams, uh, the Chicago Bears defense can play as good as it wants. It's going to have a hard time slowing down the Rams. Khalil Mack's got to be at his best. Kyle Fuller's got to be at his best. Eddie Jackson has to be at his best. There's a lot of people who have to be at their best uh, for them to win. Uh, this o- The offense for the Bears, is it's good. Uh, it's nowhere near the Rams, so it's definitely going to be hard to keep up, but I think a lot of it's going to rely on this defense to be very shut down. Uh, the offense on Chicago side might also have a little bit of a difficulty Uh, Akeem Talib, he was was, uh, limited last week uh, for the Rams, but this week he should be uh, fully healthy, uh, and that's a really big addition. Uh, Now they have Marcus Peters and Akeem Talib playing across side to each other um, in L.A. So, again, if Mitch Trubisky plays this game, I see the upset, but if Chase Daniel remains the starter, I don't think it's possible. But let's hope Mitch plays. I want to see a good game. So, yeah, those are my picks. Uh, Moving on, we actually have, like I said before, we have this new segment. It is our player awards predictions matchup. So we take two players and we match them up together, compare and contrast uh, one of the possible awards they could win. So for example, MVP, Rookie of the Year, et cetera. We take the two leading go-getters right now and we're going to put them together and really just dissect them, see what player's doing what and who could possibly come out with this award. So for me, I'm actually going to start. I'm going over the Defensive Rookie of the Year. I have two very talented prospects. Uh, they're from, one's from the AFC, one's from the NFC. We got. Cowboys Lane, Vander Ash, he's a very, very talented linebacker. We also have safety Derwin James in the AFC with the Chargers. So, Derwin James, this kid's been a stud. Every NFL analyst has been all over this be- kid because his potential is through the roof. He's a ball hawk. He, he plays so hard every single week. He lays players out like it's nothing. He's a pretty big guy for his safety. You You see him on the edge, you know he's blitzing. But sometimes... He'll fade back. It, it's crazy what this kid can do to your mind. He, he, he plays with you every single time. But he has been such a key asset to this defense. Um, Jason Verrett, cornerback, he did get hurt earlier this season. And Derwin James has just helped this defense so, so much. But on the flip side, Lane Van man, he is a tackle machine. Um, one play against the Saints, and I hate to say it, but I've never been so impressed my entire life with a tackle. Alvin Kamara is one of the trickiest players to tackle in this league. He does not go down easily, and when you have to successfully do a one-on-one tackle with Alvin Kamara, your likelihood of winning that tackle is very low. But Ash just knows how to lock these players up. Uh, this Van Der Esch, uh coming out of college, he was he kind of blew up during the uh, combine. He started getting his value up there, and when the Cowboys took him pretty early. Uh, when I heard the draft, all I could hear was Dallas fans go boo. But now they love him. They love him, and there's no reason why they shouldn't. Uh, he, you know, he can he can come in blitz packages. He can drop into coverage. He really does everything. I, in the near future, I think Sean Lee, with, due to his injuries, as good as he can be, he will be gone. William Van, Van Der Esch will take over this uh, defense. He would definitely be the captain. Um, play caller as well. He, he's a smart guy. So those are my two defensive rookie of the year candidates. Who do I personally think will win? Derwin James. I only say this because he's a safety and linebackers don't have as high of a likelihood to get this award, but Derwin James has just been a defensive fiend all year. Um, I love his talent, his skill set, everything that he brings to the table. It's what they needed for this team. So yeah, Derwin James is going to be in my prediction for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Sean.
2: All right, so I'm doing Offensive uh, Rookie of the Year. Um, first guy, I just want to say, is Saquon Barkley. Um, I feel like this is a very clear choice. Um, and at least one of the two uh, to receive this award. Um, he's, he's been a stud, I mean uh, first rounder, went second to the Giants. A lot of people, heads were scratching, a lot of people wanted the Giants to you know, get like um, a quarterback, you know, whether that be like uh, you know, Rosen or anyone, any, really any quarterback <laughs> they wanted. Um, a lot of heads were scratching, you know, when they took a, a running back instead, um, but I, I think that's ridiculous um, especially with how he's been playing. Um, you, you've got a franchise running back, um, without a doubt. Uh, he's, he's already got 954 yards rushing, receiving. I, I mean, he's got 74 receptions, 602 yards. He's got eight rushing touchdowns, uh, four receiving touchdowns. He, he's, he's, he's just a beast. Uh, you know, out of Penn State, um, a lot of people saw, you know, especially with his agility, um his ability to ground and pound um he he's a complete player for sure uh, he reminds me a lot of honestly he reminds me a lot of like reggie bush and like the way he plays his, and his like body type and just everything um and so i i think this pick by the giants was fantastic i think he'll be on this team for a very long time um you know yeah did the giants need a quarterback do they still need a quarterback of course um but to pass up on a player like Saquon Barkley, I, I think it's just absurd, um, you know. And to be honest, a lot of the quarterbacks in this draft not having too great of years. Um, obviously, they have plenty of time to recover. But if, if you want to get instant results, I think Saquon Barkley, you know, for sure was someone to boost up and make your um, offense into a bit of a juggernaut. I think you know um, him and Odell Beckham will for sure lead this offense for a very long time. So I, I think he's one of the clear favorites for that. On the other side, I have um, a quarterback um, going a bit uh, different here. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say Baker Mayfield. I think this is another clear choice if you want to go um, for rookie of the year offensively. Um, I wasn't originally supposed to start the season. Um, an, injury did, an injury with Tyrod Taylor did you know give him a chance. Um, and I think this panned out very well for um the browns i mean they already have more wins than they've had in the past like 3 years you know it's only 4 but for the browns i mean that's fantastic and and if you want a guy who's going to like seriously fire up your locker room a guy who's going to give you like the, the most out of his game in like instant results not going to quit um a guy who's going to like carry a team on his back and not give up i think baker mayfield is a fantastic choice you know, granted, I don't really appreciate his you know off the field remarks and the way he kind of like handles situations. He, him and Hugh Jackson had an awful relationship, and um, that that part you know can hurt him. Um, obviously, a lot of rumor, not rumors, a lot of comparisons to Johnny Manziel. But um, play wise, he is no Manziel. He he I, he he has 18 touchdowns, um, 10 interceptions. Um, yeah that's okay stats um but if you want to look at it in like a historic and like um valuable like um perspective he he's for sure like something someone like the browns needed um he's doing a fantastic job there um and i i i I think for sure uh, his his numbers are are good and they're only going to get better um uh, with the help of like better coaching um, a little bit more experience. He's gonna be. He's gonna be someone, um, a household name maybe in the league um, for years to come. And I, I think he's a clear favorite alongside Saquon Barkley. I think Saquon Barkley is gonna get it personally. Um, I don't see a reason why not. But if you want to put someone else up there, you have to for sure talk about Baker.
0: Yeah. If you just give Baker Mayfield, you know, some ad- if you give Baker Mayfield some assets, you know, some great receivers, uh, defense gets locked up a little bit. in the uh, end of the season, off season. Um, this team could make a huge turnaround. Yeah, they do have a lot of uh, talent elsewhere in their division. Obviously, the Steelers, Baltimore, uh, a lot of young talent in both, both teams. But, yeah, I, I really like Baker Mayfield. Do I think he's going to win the award? No, but I think he'll come in second. He's a QB. He's done a great job, you know, just considering the fact that he's turning around Cleveland. Um, but Saquon Barkley, I, I will admit, him. That kid's a stud. Uh, Saquon Barkley.
2: I mean, ba- Baker really hasn't had a bad game all season. I mean, he he played Houston. That was probably his worst game. He got three interceptions. But yeah, before that, he's done pretty he good. Has. He has. And fantastic compared to other rookie quarterbacks, uh, for sure. I
0: think, I think he's definitely better than any other rookie QB out there. Um, he's definitely a leader. He's definitely the guy you want to fire up your locker room, like you said. I, I like Baker Mayfield. I think, like you said, his all-field antics do get a little pesky here and there, and hopefully he can fix those issues, but his own field play, it's its very impressive, uh, like I said, considering the fact that Cleveland has been horrible in these past years. So, yeah, uh, I like that, Sean. Uh, yeah. Nick.
1: Okay, for uh, the award I had was Offensive Player of the Year, uh, my two candidates was Todd Gurley and Adam Thielen. Uh, Todd Gurley has had another outstanding year. I mean, I think after the past two years, we really expect the same stuff from him. He was young in the game, but now um, he's really come into an element um, with the Rams Um, and has had 15 rushing touchdowns, uh, four receiving touchdowns for a total of uh, 19 uh, total touchdowns this season. season's not even over yet. Um, He's just been consistent all year round. I really think this guy is something special. Uh, over a thousand rushing yards right so as of right now, um, uh, averaging about five yards per carry. Um, on the other side, you got Am Thielen, who has just come into his element this season, um, and he's just been. Uh, he has 98 receptions. He lead, re- leads the league in uh, receptions. So, and he also has over a thousand yards receiving. Um, he only has nine touchdowns though, so and he's had he had a setback last game, so it's one of those things that I feel that Am Thielen really needs to improve in these coming weeks to uh, prove that he has a shot at um, Offensive Player of the Year. But if you, looking at the numbers right now, it really is in favor of Todd Gurley unless Am Thielen can really pick it up in these coming weeks and um, figure out uh, how to work uh, better with his offense because they've been uh, very lacking. In the past couple of weeks, so uh, we'll have to see on that. I think it's going to come down to the very end of the season, but it'll definitely be um, a close matchup the whole way through.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I like both players. Adam Thielen kind of just came out of nowhere in the past couple of years. Uh, he's done a very good job. I do like Adam Thielen. He's definitely a great fantasy player. Would like to mention that he is on my team. He's helped me out, got me to the playoffs. Uh, but outside of fantasy, he's been. He's been a great player. A lot of controversy whether Stephon Diggs is a better uh, wide receiver or is Adam Thielen the better wide receiver, I think, as of this year. Adam Thielen has been. Uh, His efficiency has been very, very high. Um, Nine touchdowns, that's definitely an improvement last year since he only got four. Uh, He's definitely going to surpass his uh, yards that he got last year. He's already at 1166. He got 1276 last year. Um, Yeah, and he's already reeled in 98 balls, so expect him to get the 100 mark next week. Uh, Todd Greeley, he's also been very good. He's a touchdown machine. He just, He's already at, I believe, 19 this year. And it, would I be shocked if he hit the 25 mark? No. I, this guy's just racking yards and touchdowns weekly. He's a machine. He does it all the time. Uh, yeah, he's a beast. Um, but, yeah, that's really going to conclude our show. Hope you guys enjoyed. But some of the games I would like you guys to look out for this next week, we talked about it before. We have a Monday, Monday night Prime time football game between the Seahawks and Minnesota. It is in Seattle. That is a great game between two wildcard teams. As of right now, um, we also have the Bears at the Rams. Could the Bears pull out an upset at home? Who knows. But it's definitely going to be a great game. We'll see what ch- each team brings to the plate. Um, and we also have the Chiefs Baltimore Ravens game. Um, Ravens could their defense stymie the Chiefs' overpower offense, or will that overpower offense just roll right over the Ravens' defense, uh, leaving for the You know, the offense not be able to accomplish much and keep up with the Chiefs. So we'll see how that pans out as well. That is being played in Kansas City as well. Um, And last question are you down to football?